Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 52 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on today's show we have Hastings United women's first team coach James Hopkins. He talks Girls Academy setup, working with that Billy Wood and the excellent infrastructure behind the scenes that will, in my opinion, only lead to success. Also on the show, we've got our SBTS fan roundtable. Enjoy, Hastings fans. And now over to James Hopkins. Right, so I am talking to James Hopkins. This has took a while to happen as James wears 8,000 hats and is uh, someone who's always, always busy. So it's great that post-Christmas, post before New Year's, I've managed to, to rugby tackle him and uh, grab him for a few minutes. Now, James, your development coach at Skilltech. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah first, that's a new role. New role I've just started. Got we got a first team women's coach. Yeah, uh, and also girls academy coach as well. Your head lead on that, aren't you? Yes, that's right. Yeah, lead coach on the girls academy. Actually, I'd like to ask you, how did you get into football? So football wise, um, I've been coaching football for about eighteen years now. Sort of part time around work as everybody else starts out. I've got friends um, that I coach. I used to play with Ben when we were younger, Ben White, and my friend uh, Peter McCann is in America. He coaches at uh, in Austin, Texas. So that's really, really oh, where wow. I got into it and just sort of developed through different clubs locally and now looking at a full-time position more or less with Hastings and Skilltech. You mentioned Skilltech there. For people that don't know, Skilltech signed a, like a contract with Hastings till I think it's like 2023-ish. Is it 2023 Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So li- literally, it is a academy. I mean, how many coaches is it again? Um, coaching staff-wise, um, in the girls' coaching staff-wise, I believe we've got about 10 of us. And the boys' coaching staff-wise, there's easily about 15, 20 of us. Wow. Um, but I mainly mainly focus on the on the girls' side. Skilltech's been going, was it, am I wrong, about nine years? Is it nine, yeah, it's about nine years or ten years Skilltech's been going. Um, and obviously, they developed the uh, college programme for Hastings United Football Club. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's just this stuff that I think a lot of us mere mortal fans, we 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 haven't got a clue. We just start, you know, the, the actual infrastructure that's needed to to properly look after the, our, these players and, and watch them yeah, progress. It's, it's massive. I mean, what they do, what the coaches do is amazing. Um, and the staff at the college um, to have a holistic process of education and football is the key really to developing the area, you know, developing Hastings United, definitely. Well, and as we have seen those fruits uh, with the men's team, that we have players that have come through that system are progressing now. I mean, like even like, I mean, like, so Tom Chalmers, uh, England, England captain. I mean, yeah, um, amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Obviously, we've had lots of people coming through, lots of exciting times. Now, now you're obviously you're going to be there for developing the, the women's team. You've also got the girls academy. So, yeah, Girls Academy football. So with regards to first team coach role, I see the Girls Academy league coach role as well as the first team role as a as, as a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. So in order to get the women's first team to the women's championship, which is the aim of the football club, we need to develop a very, very solid Girls Academy so that local players can come through from under seven, under 11, 13 and 15 into the development squad, and then into the first team. So that is sustainable, and that's that's the plan, and that's what we're working on. Yeah. So in in terms of because I've had a 
a cheeky little conversation with Rebecca yesterday because uh, oh, yeah. she came on the roundtable and she was saying that Hoppo, that Hoppo is uh, trying to get us to train twice a week. So you've got, currently you do once a week with the women's team. Yeah. And as as we take those steps up, I'm sure that there'll be more, they'll, the women's team will be more available for yeah. you to kind of put your coaching skills through them. We need twice a week without, yeah. without a doubt. It's, it's definite. It's, it, that should be the, really the minimum we need, but facilities wise in Hastings is, is really difficult. And obviously you can see by my background, when we have this facility built, it, it will be a complete and utter game changer for the Academy, the first team and women's football in Hastings and East Sussex, really. It's going to be one of the best facilities around. Mm. which means that we'll be able to go not just twice a week, but eventually a girls' college programme, ideally, and full-time football for women's football in Hastings. Brilliant. Just just for anyone that's listening that can't see the images, uh, we've got a picture of the time kiln behind James there. You know, fingers crossed. I mean, I, I, fingers crossed. Everything crossed. A, yeah, yeah, legs, uh, hands, everything. <laughs> the, in terms of that, um, just going off on a side, because I know that it's been delayed, delayed, delayed in terms of what's happening with the the council decision and everything. Um, are you any more um, aware of what's going on? Because I, I, uh, I, no, I, I haven't mean, got a clue. From previous experience in property related business that I've had, planning takes ages. You know, mm. it's that once once it's in, then you've got objections etc which is part of the process so you just have yeah. to let it happen um i'm not privy to much information from it because obviously i'm more working on the football development yeah. Side. Yeah. um but it's just a process we all have to be patient with and just be excited about really mm. there's just so much going on Loads. that's a positive like i you know i was just talking yesterday to adam carter who's going to be doing the match commentary for uh home and away talking to people like yourself where you know the infrastructure for women's football it doesn't exist elsewhere that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand people just taking a lot of things for granted there's tons of things happening at Hastings and this is it's it's an incredible time to be a fan oh massive I mean especially with the women's game you know they recently had a game against Brighton Hove Albion under 23s now the women's team has only been established for a couple of years Mm. and we're getting massively good results just through the sheer professionalism of the way it's being dealt with. Um, and it's the positivity around the academy for the women's section and the, and the girls' academy that's bringing everyone together. We have uh, in excess sometimes of 15 to 20 ball girls from the girls' academy that I arrange every single women's game. And the, and the first-team players love it. It brings them another dimension. And, mm. and it's all about you know one club, one family, um, trying to push Hastings through, really. Yeah. Again, you know, you've got to pinch yourself sometimes. You'll go to other clubs, and even this season where I've been going in the men's team, you're going there's, like there's 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 no infrastructure for any women's women's teams. There's no there's there's hardly anything for the men's teams. Hardly anyone turns up for some of these games, and then you just come here, and and there's just so much happening that that infrastructure being put in place that will last. That isn't just for the now; it's for the five, ten, fifteen years from now, which is. Um, it's a credit to all of you, really. I mean, I know uh, th- there's a lot of hard work that goes on in the background, which is what I'm trying to highlight. You know, like that. Yeah, all it's, this it's stuff difficult going to highlight on. everything because things, yeah. things, are, things are developing on a rapid basis all the time. I can see in the next sort of four to five years' time, you know, it's going to be a completely different situation. You know, the men's team are going to be promoted, hopefully, a couple of leagues. The women's team are. I'll quote, I'll quote you on that, James. Thank you. <laughs> the women's team are looking to get to the National League within the next two years. And it's just 
everyone keeping the momentum, keeping the faith and everyone being positive. That's the main thing. If everyone stays positive and looks forward, there's, there's no limit, really. Um, mm. And that's how it works, in my view. Yeah. But anyway, we've kind of got, gone off. I want to talk about you now. So you, the setup is Billy Wood is the, the man that picks the team manager. Yeah. And you're his first team coach, yeah? Yeah, that's correct. So him, is he a bit of a kind of Renieri, Tinkerman sort of, you know, in your ear a lot? Um, or does he just, you know, like even when the girls are training, is he, you know, bit, 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 bit? Or do you just tell him like, Billy, you know, this is my domain now, mate? We work, we, we, we work well together at the end oh, of the day okay, because, right. yeah, because we, we, we also, Billy's involved with the academy as well. So he's, as CEO of the football club, he cares about everything that's going on. Um, so, you know, I'll see him on the Sunday morning with the under 11s girls, and then we'll both go to the first team game. Yeah. So we talk about different subjects all the time. Um, we look at what the girl, the women's first team need. Mostly we facilitate the training sessions and look at which ways and strategies that are going to help for the next game. Um, the girls are very good. They're very experienced players. They all know what they need to do. Um, so we just basically help them and facilitate them to have the best possible training we can give with the facilities we've got. Our facilities for women's football is probably the best in the area. Um, and what we give the girls is probably the best in the area. But we still know that more needs to be done they need two sessions yeah. a week and we need better facilities for them to train on a regular basis but yeah we work well together and it's we all we have a we have different job roles i get on with mine he gets on with his but you know we're all open discussion we've got jake who's the snc coach and he's an integral part of the team and we all share ideas jake is um our snc coach he's joined recently um but he is really really important to the mm. whole structure um we try and tailor sessions around the girls so he'll give personal fitness plans to the girls i've developed a weekly plan for the girls which incorporates basically having their own training sessions on a tuesday for instance yeah um but when we do go full-time or in my mind we're full-time anyway that's how i work mm. well, you're definitely well, full-time you are mate Bloody yeah <laughs> well we're not on the grass i try and give them other bits and pieces they can do and jake does that as well so we try and keep it like a full-time program for them in their heads basically out of interest, so because I mean, the facilities aren't fantastic right now, obviously in the summer we would be training where at the pilot field first? Where would we be doing the training? We've, we we trained um, for quite a while down at Battle, um, okay. down there. So that And then once that 3G obviously was, was unavailable, we went, we're now at the pilot field. So we have to manage the pitch and we have to be fair. The first team is very fair, men's first team. Um, we use the surrounding of the pitch. Um but we do whatever we can to get the best out of it. Ideally, we need to have a regular training facility, as mm. I keep going about behind me. But um, yeah, we, we do our best on that, really. Yeah. Um, and so winter time, yep. where would you Mostly be looking? on the pilot field. It would, it's going to be... floodlights, yeah. So do you haven't got like a, a groundsman with a pitchfork chasing you around at all, keeping fitness up? No. He isn't. Um, Simon isn't after you, you know? I, I, I leave that up to Billy, to be fair. Yeah. To <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Lock, lock Simon in a in a cupboard. I'll put my hat on and just keep my head down. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your work with the with the first team. Yeah. So the Girls Academy, kind of a newish initiative. Yeah. Talk a little bit about it and how any parents can get their children involved. Well, basically, the Hastings United Girls Academy was established just over a year ago now. We've got under sevens to under sevens, under nines together, under elevens, under. 13s and under 15s and a development team 
Mm. Um, with women's football, you can dual band, which means that they can play up a year if needed, because that's how the FA have structured it. We, What we're looking for is new players, any new players that want to come through for this year coming through. They can go onto the website of hastingsunited.com and yeah. then on the academy section, there's a sign-up section there. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Um, we train, um, tw- well, try and train as much as possible. So if they haven't got a game on Sunday, we do a, a training session, pitch from pitch permitting. Um, tonight, I've got a training session with the under-11s, and we've also got fixtures coming up for them straight away in the new year, hopefully. We do also try and get a friendly programme in for the younger age groups, because the way that women's football is set up, there's only really one league in the whole of, the, of Sussex yeah. for girls and women's football. And we don't really want our six, seven-year-olds travelling to Brighton for a game on a Sunday. So we try and sort of get our teams to play friendly games with local yeah. clubs. But I'm sure that will get better as there more teams yeah. come out, really. Um, and that's how it's structured. We are trying to get... We've got some of our 15s and our 13s are, are, are brilliant. Our under-11s age group's getting really, really strong. Mm. Um, and we're just trying to implement a DNA for the girls that mirrors the first team. And with, with women's football, as well as boys' football, it's all about the fundamentals for me, um, learning how to enjoy the game and have fun, which then will then take you on further at the end of the day. James, up, up to recently, um, it was a bit of a moan that Rebecca had at us uh, yesterday. Women's games have been very well attended, but I think a little bit because of the COVID scare, that kind of gone down a little bit and a little bit of the change of the weather. Everyone, There's a lot of wimps yeah. out there. Any shout out to the uh, fans that have been coming along, particularly to the women's games, but to the, the whole crowd in general, really? Yeah, I mean, for, for the women's games, the crowd has been awesome. If you look at most women's football teams in the, in our area, in East Sussex, in Sussex, they're not getting the crowds we're getting. You know, mm. some of the some of the games have had excess of 250, 300 supporters coming down to support us. You, you can't blame people for not wanting to come out in, in poor weather. That's just the way it is. Mm. Um, and you've got to look at the support base coming on a Saturday as well as a Sunday. You've got to look at the dedication of that, which is brilliant at Hastings United. But any support we can get is, is, is awesome. I believe getting the academy girls in to be part of the experience as ball girls will obviously generate a lot more support from parents, et cetera, and getting them down and feeling part of the club being on the pitch. We've had um, games before the first team matches on the pitch of our under sevens. They love the experience and that's all part of the supporter experience in my view. And um, that's what they do at professional clubs before a game. And that's what we're looking at doing at Hastings, really getting everyone um, to work together and come together. Yeah. I mean, it's great. To, I've seen it in the men's games and in some of the, the women's games I've been to when you see those little kids and it's, oh, they're, they're looking their eyes they're enjoying it they're loving being there they love it i mean when i do an under 11 session Mm. i'm now in the in a position where the girls have come down and watched the first team i'm doing a session like i did last week with the under 11s Mm. and i'm explaining that we do this with the first team so i do this with the first team on wednesday and i'm doing it with you as an under 11 and the engagement is so much more Mm. prominent because they know and they relate to uh ralph and sophie and the other girls and, and they're excited about it. Yeah, who's your best player? Oh, that one and that one. Now, this is Hastings, and they're looking at the first team as their idols, which is what we're trying to accomplish, really. I mean, and it's incredible, because as, as you've said, it's only been going, what, not even two years now? Not even, no. Yeah, yeah way less than that. And, yeah. and you know, the progress that's already been made. James, thank you for this little catch-up. Thank you, James. Have a lovely New Year's. And uh, I'll see you at the game. Yeah, I'm going to be there on the 1st. Lovely. Three points as well. Take care. Cheers. Thanks, mate.
And now over to the SBTS Fan Roundtable. Thanks to Leon, George and the returning Andy for making it happen. Hello, Leon. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Good evening. All right. Hopefully we have a, a George here as well. Yeah, I'm here. Right then, chaps. I'm here. Just so everyone knows, George is here. We have the lovely returning Flat White Andy here. We've got Lounge Lizard Leon. And we've got In The Dark George. Uh, he probably doesn't want us to see his uh, ginger ginger outcomes. Um, a great week again. Four points out of a possible six. Shall we crack straight into, firstly, how was you, you, your New Year's? Everyone have a good one? Yes. <laughs> uh, Andy, you're just returning from, uh, where did you go again? Lanzarote. Lanzarote. Uh, d- did they serve flat whites out there? Um, well, they do. I mean, they probably do in the, uh, in the, in the town, but few, you don't really, in, in Lanzarote, you don't, there's not really a concept of a Costa or a Starbucks or any of that old stuff. It's always a straightforward um, coffee, which is a cafe solo. Yeah. Sounds like a, a, a rapper. Yeah. I'm sure that I used to like a rapper called Solo. So the shit remember. Star Wars character. Ooh, which, which one? Oh. <laughs> Cafe Solo. Cafe. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right, I'll yeah. give you that. I'll give you that. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'll, be, I'll be with you when I finish this. Yeah. <laughs> Hold me lightsaber. Yeah. You do look a bit Darth Maul-like, actually, Andy. Just so throwing it out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't yeah, don't go, Andy. Stay please. I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not not really big on Star Wars. Are you not? No. You had a double ended one. There's a bit of uh, double entendre yeah. there as well. Yeah. <laughs> double ended. Well, but, yeah. It's lightsaber. Nothing built for nothing entertainment. Yeah. Red tips. Built for pleasure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vibrating red tips. Uh, and um, George, uh, your New Year's. You had a good one. It was right. That. The DJ was really bad. The DJ was so bad. I'm now actually going to become a DJ. Um, that actually happened. So yeah, that's my news. Your DJ, your DJ, where? So where did you? Where were you again? You know, went to a really good pub in Folkestone, and um, it was just it was a good night. But just the DJ could have just played some songs that were good. That'd have been that'd have been nice. Puff Man was a great night. But yeah, I'm going to be a DJ. That's how bad it was. Oh, okay. So what was your top three most annoying songs? What was it? What it was set just, you off? They weren't like, like they were annoying. It was just play some bangers. Like, where's Come On Eileen? It's, it's New Year's Eve. Put on, put on some bangers. Like, it's like, you know, there's like good, you're from the 80s, Chris. So, you know, there's like good 80s and bad yeah. 80s. Like, there's just boring and drab. Yeah. So, were you David like, Essex, yeah? Yeah. It's just like standard, like, I don't know, grey, grey 80s. And it was just, why? So was there no oops upside your head then? Oh, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no? this, is, this, is Andy, this is Andy thinking what working class people do for fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was an absolute staple of our staff discos when yeah. I was a kid in the early 80s. Oh, oops upside your absolute, head, mate. Come on. Yeah. When I was mixing with the proletariat. excellent work well yeah very good right uh well my my one was spent with my lovely wife um after some some pints in old town uh we had a lovely time 
and then the baby was up about four or five times in the night so it was it, it was a wonderful wonderful new year's and then the early hours were not so great but because oh, i've got I'll, several I'll children be... several children several i fell asleep to jules holland do you still watch jules holland since i found out it was a work and it isn't at new year's i can't watch it oh is it not you've really believed oh no i've done it to you now right no it's filmed a month months earlier well i shouldn't be surprised really no no that's not really so you're reckoning that ed sheeran turns up in the studio oh yeah true yeah (laughs) of course not yeah but it's yeah. nah. I I used to, it used to be a staple of mine. I'd always watch it, and then as soon as I found out it was filmed before, it's like, yeah, I'm utterly stunned. I'm utterly stunned for anyone for anyone for one second believed that was filmed live. Well, some of some of us are a bit gullible, Andy. All right, mate. In my defence, I'm normally about six beers deep in midnight, <laughs> so I believe anything. Yeah, true. <laughs> Hence, why I was falling asleep. Anyway, right. the news just in on Santa Claus for you, if you if you, if <laughs> no, you, if you, if you no, can no. handle it. You don't Andy go don't there. Do don't no, go there, mate. Up. Please. We're big lovers of Crimbo here, mate, so stop it. Uh, anyway, come on, tell us about the game, because I can, I can obviously contribute nothing apart from what yeah. I saw on the Twitter feed. Yes, right. So we're going to crack on, first of all, with uh, Lansing. Now, I think I think all of us lads were there, other than you, Andy, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, so Georgie, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, so Andy was like the only person in Hastings not at the game. <laughs> exactly. I did, I did feel I did feel like that when I saw the um, saw the figures. I just think it could have been two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> Cracking attendance. I was a bit worried it weren't going to be the half decent game. We usually get a massive gate and we end up losing, but um, pulled it off. Dicko, Dicko stood erect. And got it in the net. That's gone a bit on Tondra, isn't it? Um, thoughts from the game, Leon? Um, I thought Lansing looked, they didn't look like a team, were they? Third, third bottom? Mm. They didn't look like a team that low down. They were very, I thought they were very organised. Their keeper had an absolute blinder. Yeah, he went bad, was and, it? yeah made, made it a really, um, made it a really tough game for the lads. It would have been nice if Dicko could have tucked that penalty away just to, Stop the old, um, bum out, you know, bum out going a bit towards the end of the game, but <laughs> managed it in the end. Luckily, um, their shooting wasn't on on point either. I think a couple of the Lancing shots are still in orbit, fortunately. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, good day well. So, um, yeah, with the attendance, it's good. Like, was it um, 2017? I, I think because I was at the ASC Wimbledon game that we broke the previous record. I think it was like 1,800 and probably most of that would have been actually Wimbledon fans. So oh, this time really? around, it okay. was, yeah, probably, you know, cracking that, all of that, um, all the crowd up there on Saturday, bar what, five Lansing fans is all Hastings. It was, wasn't it? Bloody, that's what, I mean, that's what we don't remember, is it? That, that it was all us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, because Lansing were, well, at least five of them, brave souls come up. I mean, um, I did like, just to add to this, I did like to, the banter that was going to that goalkeeper. There was low-level banter from a few people in the crowd. And it was all about, like, he drives a, a hatchback. You know, they, they, they just, like, this sort of, like, trying to so, subtly annoy him. It was just these these comments about, like, he like he, he shops in Morrison's. It just, just, there was these things. He just kept, 
this one bloke just kept telling him things like, and um, I can't remember it. I was, oh, that's annoying. That's annoying. But edit, it, edit this podcast. Just edit it in. We, I do. Yeah. Oh, afterwards when I remember. Yeah, we'll do. I'll I'll yeah, say yeah. a very loud voice. Yeah. This. How about this? Oh, Chris, that's really interesting. Thank you for remembering that. That was oh, yeah. uh, uh, there's some really funny comments there that you remembered and recited to us on this on this great podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing quality <laughs> mental disintegration from behind the goal. I mean, there was some comments about his bottom, which the goalie did appreciate. As as you were saying, Leon, really, it was that thing of they were really organised. Defensively, I thought we were superb. I thought the, 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 the back five, basically, were like right on it. And we, you know, I, I think if, if it had been six, eight weeks ago, we could quite happily have lost to that team. Um, but I thought we were really, really solid. I didn't think I didn't think we would concede. And I know we were squeaky bum when it was 1-0 and you never know. But um, I thought it was a fine victory. What about you, George? Yeah, it's fine. Like, we're not going to score for, like, five goals every game. And I was saying this mm. about... Now, before, like, you know, we, say a few months ago, we were being the better team a lot of the time and looking really dangerous all the time and then not winning games. Now we're winning games. So that's that's the switch I think that we've made. Yeah. We've found a way to win one nil, um, getting points against teams that we wouldn't have. Um so yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be like that, if I'm perfectly honest, winning nearly every week again. Yeah, well, I mean a big a big part of that's Finn O'Mara. I mean, he's just he's like a beast, mate. He's a proper beast in that uh, as a centre half. Both coming forward as well. I mean, look at the difference from our Fryan's corners. He's frying himself at, at that ball. Like you remember, he wrapped himself around our post a couple of times. Jumbo trying to get the ball in that Lansing game. I don't know if you remember. And then you know, just just taking people out. So, fantastic! Oh, please sign him up, please. I've yeah, heard good. Looked a, he's. I mean, well, I know missed the past couple of games. He looked. He's looked a really good fit from the moment he arrived. Even his first guy, even his first game, just looked confident, just looked relaxed, looked looked like he was more than capable. Didn't no settling in period whatsoever. That's what I liked. Didn't no settling in period at all. Straight in and made a difference. Well, strong whisper from the top is he's he's going to be ours eventually. Mm. So he's not mm. going nowhere. So and that's that's a, that's an absolute massive plus. I thought Cisse had a good game as well. He had, remember, he had tons yeah. of space down mm. that left left hand yeah. side, and um, I thought he, he was a right nuisance. It was a great out ball that we probably maybe didn't have in that BCD game. They didn't give us the space, but like when I was talking about the game, I sort of said it was like a nervy last few minutes. But thinking back, I don't think I've actually felt like Lansing were ever going to score again. Yeah, us. Sort of, mm. I mean, it's easy to say because we won in the end, but I, I do remember sort of standing there and thinking, no, I think I think we're all right. I don't think we're they were really ever threatening us. Just yes. sort of contradict me saying a you know a squeaky bum time last few minutes, but well, yeah, there's a squeaky bum time from six to eight weeks ago, which was definitely mm. squeaky bum time because we were quite happily conceding goals. But I think with with Omara in there, just it just you know, and and all the other lads have stepped up as well. It's just. Um, there's just a confidence there that yeah you ain't getting you ain't getting in our goal and obviously that was six that was six in a row wasn't it six clean sheets in a row mm. then we move on to VCD um, 
which was a toughie really because uh, they're no mugs, uh, half decent form. And uh, did they? Uh, I can't remember. Was it Ashford or Cray they beat? They beat Cray three 0 previous week. Yeah, so they beat Cray with three 0 Cray have uh, imploded a bit, haven't they? Yeah. Um, Cray that's had a fun, funny old one. They've had a they've really strange tailed off. Well, what a, what a time to do it because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't. They felt the Hastings pressure, mm. and they're all yeah, of them are falling the by the wayside. Breath on the back of their neck. Oh, that sounds a bit, yeah. Okay. Calm right. yourself. Calm <laughs> yourself. <laughs> um, who wants to kick off first on uh, VCD? I'll do it. Go on then, George. So, yeah, look, it's a good point. It's a point one away from home. They're in good form. They're a good side. And they've got a striker who's bang up for it because he used to play for us and used to Bamba. Not um, Gascoigne. Not Bamba Gascoigne, no. And yeah, they played well. We played well. I know the three officials were largely asleep for most of the game, but that's not the reason why we didn't win. Um, two outstanding saves from our keeper. Oh, brilliant. Um, you've got uh, Jack Dixon being absolute monster in the midfields. Oh, some um, of those like, challenges, mate. Fucking hell. Just brilliant. As John Wills would say, tremendous tackle. Yeah, tremendous. Um, but seriously, like unbelievably commanding in the middle of the pitch. Sam Adams doesn't stop running. Um, I think he's five games off 600 now something like that games are hasting so many positives Goldsmith back on you know on, back on the pitch looking good um, yeah it's definitely a point games so mm. lots to feel happy about yeah I, was, I mean uh, only a little while I mean I don't know if you know uh, Andy but a little bit of a worry was obviously Chalmers got a knock um, Lloyd Dawes um, missed the game through injury. He reckons he's going to be back next week. Ollie Black was missing, wasn't he? That's COVID. Oh, Apparently, he had COVID. According to what I, I was going to, going to ask the um, the, ob- the obvious sixty four million dollar question: Did not having the the dead ball situation for the long throws make a difference? Because we've actually one thing I've noticed is that we scored not not the long throws, but we scored a lot of goals from dead balls, haven't we? Well, well we you... scored two goals from open play, didn't we? Um, yeah. So, in, so in was great did, it, did it change the dynamic on Monday? Well, what they were throwing with their hands is the dynamic change, really. <laughs> so was someone taking long throws? <laughs> uh, not as long as uh, Ollie Black. No, Kane Penn only throws with his hands. Yeah. So okay. um, it's yeah, limited, limited there. He's limited. But what I would say is, Really promising, which is good balls in from the wide areas. Mm. Um, we'll see Jack's there for the goal. Kane put, um, Kenny put some balls in. Nori's ball across across the box uh, for Sam as well. So he looked really dangerous and wide. Um, um, ben Pope deserves a lot of credit for that assist to uh, Martin for the goal. Um, yeah, lovely flick. That's well, that uh, I think Adam Carlos uh, forced the head on on commentary. He's actually he's managed to flick that back, and everyone thought mm. he was going to go for goal. He probably would have headed it over. He's seen the player behind him. So that's outstanding play, and I don't think we get either goal yesterday without Ben Pope on the pitch because of the second one. He's driven their their uh, centre backs back because they're worried about him. He's bullying their centre back for the whole game. So a lot of credit needs to go to him. Though. 
Yeah, no, I think he had a he had a slow start to the season and he was snatching at things and maybe taking on chances that he shouldn't have done because he felt it was almost like he felt the desperation for a goal. And it's quite nice. He's built into the season and that does make a difference. I saw the guy, I saw the goals on the Twitter feed today, and yeah, that 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 was a very, very neat um header, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, Leon, you want to anything about BCD, mate? Uh, I haven't got anything to add, really. I just think a draw was a fair result. Um, yeah, I, I think there's mumblings about the uh, the refereeing and that, but you know, I, I think the draw was was fair enough. I think um, I don't think there's too many complaints from the players about the penalty, but the free kick leading leading up to yeah, it. Yeah, no, that didn't. Bit, there was a couple where the ball sort of flicked up and hit their hands. It must have happened about three or four times, and I've had it against against my team the plan on Saturday it's mm. like the exact same thing the ref's given a handball and I've got the arse about it and you're getting people saying well that's the rules it's hit his hand yeah you go and watch high, high level football and the exact same happened and the ref just wait, waved it on but mm. you know who'd, who'd be a ref I couldn't do it it's very not at all not at yeah. all well, I mean, I've, you know, if we're going to talk about like Bamba was he used to play for Hastings I thought he had a, a fairly decent game he obviously got the penalty didn't he did he get a penalty yeah, sure he took the penalty. Yeah, yeah. I think they were pretty decent. I think you know if we if we hadn't turned up today, and if Louis hadn't, I mean, there was particularly once. Do you remember that one he tipped around the post? Do you remember that? Well, there was well, yeah, Louis had that one yeah. around the post, and then you had the yeah. one where he, he, he with the confidence to cut. Uh, what's what's really changed about Louis since we've had those problems with conceding is that he's very confident in his decision-making now. So he's done, when he comes out, he's proper out. There's no half measures, you know, steam straight into it, closed down well. And this mate, well, he's an invaluable player. That I'm interviewing tomorrow, by the way. So if anyone's got anything they want to say to Louis, say afterwards. But um, yeah, it's good stuff. Good Does stuff. Does he think he could get a place in the team playing outfield? <laughs> he plays like he does. <laughs> I was sitting there saying to Laura sometimes, I said he's a better bloody outfield player than I ever wanted to be. Funny. I mean, we're really lucky to have such a good goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Boys, any thoughts on VCD? Anything else we're missing? Oh, yeah. The uh, Bovril was outstanding. Um, (laughs) That was great. Great to have that option as a beverage at Football Grounds. Um, Large Bovril 150. Uh, and actually, to be fair, their facilities are really nice. And they've got really nice bar. Uh, beer in a glass is always nice. Um, really great clubhouse. Nice people. So, yeah, all credit to them. Um, it was a really, really nice trip, actually. Really nice trip. Yeah. Um, are we going to mention Histed? Well, Gary. Yeah. The legend that is Histed. Has well, a fresh haircut it, everywhere it, he goes. Yeah. That he gets, as it's been called out, he, every game he's got a fresh haircut. He's, he's almost like, remember like when Beckham, in his prime, it would always be a different haircut. Yeah, that's he's basically there with his entourage. He's there with yeah. his entourage, um, making all the. I, lo- I love it when he's chatting with the linesman and ref. I think that's awesome. I just <laughs> is is chatting the words? Are they yeah. having a nice to and fro? Yeah, <laughs> it's just you. You can't. Uh, I mean, uh, it's it's a highlight. It's a highlight because you can hear him halfway across the ground. You're like, yeah, everyone, we're all wandering off to go get a beer at half time. You can still hear him. 
It's just beautiful. Did you see, um, as you go into the ground, there's like a little port cab. I don't know if it's for the directors, but there's a couple, like, when we was kicking up that end, there's a couple of like VCD people standing oh, outside right. this little port cabin. And um, yeah, I think Gary got involved with, <laughs> with one or two up there. And like, when we scored our second, I literally just turned straight around. And, like, is he doing? Guys, that was me, actually. The corn sandwich we get the grade up there, giving it, <laughs> giving it a bit when, when a few of our passes went, went astray and turned around and gave it the old shh. <laughs> to be fair, that was the that was the um, posh bit, the director's box, and Adam Carter's in yeah. there doing the commentary. So he's, oh, he's in there going, "Yes, yeah, super sorry, Adam, two one to Hastings," and he's in there director's box. So, I might nice. have there. well, mentioning Adam Carter, obviously Adam's doing the commentary now, and bless him, a uh, big job to take on. Um, I was in uh, well for the bits I heard just before the game. You know, uh, I was impressed and. Uh, anyone that's listening to this bloody podcast, please, if you see Adam, give him some uh, encouragement. If you want to, you know, join in if you can. There's not many clubs in this level that have commentary, you know, for every game. So uh, we must try our best to support him. I don't know if any, uh, Andy, you obviously didn't know about it. Um, and all of us that were at the game. So I presume we weren't listening. No? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, like I said, I saw this thing in the Observer afterwards. saying. That, oh, yeah. What was his name again? He was a, he's down in the Observer as community reporter, I think. Yeah, he's community. Yeah, it sounds like someone who's on like the offender list, doesn't it? Yeah, community well, you're also, reporter. Yeah, your your local your local budget superhero or whatever <laughs> com, community reporter man. But, uh, as long as he's not Janet Street Porter, because that that would be really weird. Right, right. So we I think we're done with VCD. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Uh, what about VCD fans? They had. Do you know what? That it's great to see some like teenagers at their local non-league club when they could have been like home watching Sky Sports or whatever, and they were well engaged with it. So it was, that was actually brilliant to see that they had some fans and that they were young. Usually, when we go to these clubs, like you, you got a hive, and there's no one under the age of seventy in a hive top. Yeah, but um, that, that's hive, isn't it? I don't think there's anybody under the age of seventy in hive, so that's a. Uh... Well, you know, there's a secondary school down the road. It's not just, I feel like, and they, and, and then clubs like that struggle with, with money and people need to, we need to get younger people through the, through yeah. the door. Why are we do it at Hastings? No, it's, it's good a to totally, see. Totally valid point. It's interesting. I watched, um, due to the wonders of the technology, they seem to have every single channel in Europe in this apartment that we stayed in. And I watched some, Babe Station. Anyone in the background, some Premier League football. And God, it was absolute garbage. It was just excruciating. It was agony. It was agony. Who were you watching? Um, City Brentford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or Brentford versus City, where their coach described it as a defensive masterclass that they'd only managed to lose 1-0. I thought, well, that sums this league up, doesn't it? And then the Arsenal-City game, I I left it after an hour. I just, I just was almost... You're too used to Hastings. ambulance. You're too used to the, the raw entertainment that is Hastings. It, it slightly depresses me that people don't that people sit in front of that like cabbages rather than go and watch football. So, so George has got a very good point. Well, these youths they did need to learn more than one song. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, bless them. Anyone that's going to give a little bit of banter, that's, that's top stuff. Well, I was watching um, the. Uh, Cray, Cray Lansing highlights. It, was, well, it must have been last week. 
And uh, considering, like, you know, where Cray on the table, like, there's one half, there was absolutely no one behind behind their goal. Tragic, isn't it? And I'm, like, thinking, you know, these, these guys are pushing for the title. There's obviously, you know, there are sad fans around the other side of the grounds. But, yeah, literally behind the goal, there was attacking. There was no one. Yeah. And you've actually just triggered another thought to me, actually watching those... Um multi-millionaires strolling about on the telly that and all the carping that was going on about um premiership footballers and their workload and this sort oh, of thing. Fuck, yeah yeah and it really occurred to me that these guys well obviously that you watched over christmas and um semi-pro footballers they have families they have lots of them have jobs they go to college they have to miss out on their christmas they have to keep it neat on new year's eve because they're playing the next day and they and then they a lot of them will have gone back to work today, and um, and you know they're, they're the they're the people who are really doing a job. It's just mm. just quite incredible, really. I think they're yeah, it's quite quite credit to them what they do, especially over the holiday period. Yeah, you know, it, well, Leon, yeah, Leon, postie, hmm? Leon's a postie. You're still playing, aren't you, Leon? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, see, yeah. representing. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible, really. I mean, these these everyone, you know, all credit to them. I think it's uh, fantastic. I know they love doing it, and you and you and uh, yeah, Leon will is quite quite close to that to that situation, aren't you? And it's amazing what they do, um, and they're holding down jobs and they're making the sacrifices as well. I think you should big up to them, really. Yeah, I mean, I was tempted to go on to public services and and NHS heroes just to annoy. Uh, a certain person in this room, but um, we won't do that. Keeping, I think you're keeping pretty safe. about it, to be honest. Keep, keeping think you're pretty, keeping the country pretty safe, George. Over the Christmas period. Yeah. All connected. Exactly. There's Leon. He's keeping Amazon, Amazon Prime in, um, <laughs> in <laughs> the thing. That, that, you know, there's my lot all going off sick uh, with nothing wrong with them. And uh, George I'm, as well, I'm who keeping, I'm everyone keeping all the, I'm keeping all the Tory, Tory donors um, testing um, companies in, in money with all my antics. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm supposed, to be, I'm supposed to be quarantining now, actually, you know, till my PCR test comes back. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um. So when you go abroad now, you have to do a PCR test, and you're supposed to stay under under covers until um, the result comes back. Why well, have you not been then? You sound surprised. Huh? <laughs> he ain't nasty, though. Have you have you not been? You sound yeah. quite. It was, yeah. It was like, oh, oh that's of course, of course, I have. Of course, yeah. I have. <laughs> I'm, I'm phoning. I'm phoning from, in from my hermetically sealed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talking of hermetically sealed bunkers, uh, I must say, I just must touch on this, that um, I think, George, I put this out there. Uh, I have to speak about it. The wonderful uh, events at Whitehawk. Um, <laughs> true, truly, truly entertaining stuff. Um, um, George, you're on. Uh, please, if you could just mention the, um, the beautiful, the beautiful, uh, awe-inspiring tweets and action, please. So what you've got is, for those who don't know, um, Whitehawk lost 1-0 at home to three bridges yesterday, and there were five red cards, um, three to the three bridges side and two to Whitehawk. The uh, highlights are readily available online, for those of you who fancy a laugh. Pitch was absolutely dreadful. 
So I'd I'd read I thought what's going on here. So I read the match feeds for the for the both teams, and you got the Whitehawk official match Twitter like mocking of like a free bridges player for scooping a ball over the bar when actually it's just about bubbled up off their terrible pitch. Like it's probably the worst pitch I've seen at this level for some time. And the three bridges pitch a few years ago was pretty bad. That was even worse. Um, what's made it even better is that obviously Whitehawk are the loveliest people on the planet, as they like to tell everyone. And um, they are some sore, sore losers. And the Free Bridges players have been ruining and bantering the Whitehawk fans for the last 24 hours on, on Twitter about it. And uh, yeah, not a lot of uh, sense of humour from the Whitehawk camp. So. Yeah. You, it, you was on, um, it made it onto Southeast News. The six thirty, the the game was actually on the Southeast News bulletin today. So that's and uh, now they're all they're all um, saying, "Oh, that's not representative of our club. Um, we're we're nice people." Um, I think they yeah. showed they showed the they showed the bloke shinning it over the bar when he when the goalie was off his line. And they also showed the kung fu kick, which was absolutely. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> that That's was all I've seen. Beautiful. I haven't seen. So why didn't they like... show? Why didn't yeah, they what... show the free bridges? I mean, the BBC are, are pretty lazy, so yeah. I imagine that they, they, they showed the rugby. Ta- they showed the rugby tackle. Good. I'm glad they showed that. Did they show the goal? No. Oh, oh the goal! Right. <laughs> there was one goal in the game, and oh. they've not shown it. Yeah, but, they, because... but I think oh, the other beautiful. stuff was far more. You know when? No, I you haven't me... seen the goal. You the goal is pretty funny. Oh, when a commentator says that's that's just the sort of thing we don't want to see, and you're thinking that's exactly the sort of thing we want to see. I think it might have been Joe who said um, great distribution from the keeper. Yeah, that was oh. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look at well, I'll have to look up the goal because I've seen all the yeah, I've seen the rugby tackle, the kung fu kick. Yeah, the other one was quite lucky not to get sent off. Another white orc player, wasn't he? Did he start whacking a bloke on the ground or trying to grab him by yeah, his well, throat? He, he was he was whacking him with with love and and, uh, and, and peace and humanity and and some and equality and equity. Yeah, he was he was he was probably hitting him the same as he's hit other players in the past. So, yeah, oh. all, all for that. Yeah. Anyway, George, <laughs> fill me in on all this meltdown, and I just uh, you know. I've got a special place in my heart for White Hawks. It's fantastic. So. If it wasn't for the weather, it could have been one of those things they show, the, the, the footage they show from South America. <laughs> it was only the weather and the pitch that gave the game away. If you just said that was from sort of, um, I don't know, Peru or something, or one of those you know, uh, Peruvian leagues, you, you know, yeah. say, oh, and three people were shot yeah. after. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> Colombia, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, shit. Bar United, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Uh, right. But, you know sorry, what? They, they, they bang on about how lovely they are and all their diversity. They all look the same to me. You, Hastings away Bugs. support. Hastings away support is truly diverse and, and wonderful in all of its glory. And I love it. I wouldn't Ooh. change anything about our support. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just a wonder. Histed. Long live Gary Histed. Gary Histed. I pray that the God that is Gary Histed and his entourage. Um, I oh, so um, the other news is that Gary Elphick has been given manager of the month for December. Yes. Um, which means we are guaranteed to lose on Saturday because that's how, to, that is how manager yeah. of the month works. It's so it's extra support down the pilot fields. Um, 
Louis Rogers, goalie, one goalie of the month. Well, that means we'll concede five as well then. So that is that is how those awards seem to work. But um, I'm sure we'll fight through that. But we need to give Gary Histon an award. I think he deserves something. He does deserve something, definitely. Um, and I'll, please, uh, if people want to write in or uh, tweet what Gary Histon deserves, please. <laughs> At HUFC Podcast or... Um... <laughs> Yeah, oh my God, Gary, I do love him. Right, um, uh, I think we are done, chaps. I'm just trying to think. If there's anything. Ah, no, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's look ahead to Sittingbourne. Sittingbourne. It is Sittingbourne, isn't it? Faversham. Is it Faversham next? Oh, shit. Oh, I got an email from Sittingbourne. That was it, sorry. Is it Faversham next, yeah? It's I right. so, the, be- yeah. the joy of editing means I never made any of these mistakes, right? Mm. It is definitely good job, good job you're not club scout, isn't it? It's right, Gary. I've sorted us out. I've prepared <laughs> I've prepared us for their massive, slow, but six-foot-four striker today. <laughs> and they, they've, got a, they've got a Gary Lineker instead. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't, no, it's weird. It, wouldn't it's it weird to see Bamba at VCD? I just wouldn't imagine Bamba playing for them. Closer to home, isn't it? I don't know where is he is he a Londoner? Yeah, I thought he was. Obviously. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, sorry, random comment there. Yeah, so looking forward to Faversham. What are we thinking, fellas? Uh, well, since Sitting Bonner pulled out the game, I'm glad Faversham could fill in and uh, play it <laughs> Saturday. Um if any Faversham fans are thinking of coming to the game, uh you can make some noise and sing at our ground. So I'll be looking forward to uh to welcoming you. Um Sussex Breweries, Longman uh, Brewery is, is better than Shepherd Neem, so you'll enjoy that. Um, yeah, so it should be should be a good one. And just hope hope for another four-figure crowd. So, yeah, um, just looking at Faversham's results, I mean, they just got beat by Whitstable, right? Now, Whitstable are terrible, right? So let's hope that that Faversham turns up on Saturday. Because mm. that Whitstable is definitely the worst team I've seen this season. Oh, they scored two against Herne Bay. They, they scored. They drew with Ashford actually away at Ashford. They, they conceded seven against Herne Bay, but they did score two. So you know, did they? What are you on about? Whitstable. Whitstable did. Oh, Whitstable. Don't confuse me. I'm bloody <laughs> git. So I'm looking forward to the Chichester game Saturday. Um, it's going to be it's going to be nice, and it's away oh. as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> you get oh well actually let's talk about that Chichester right so we were trying to make it uh, a few of us fans we were going to go make a bit of a big old away day of it it was Chichester it was in February what date is that please um, 26 um, 20, yeah yeah because I'm I'm off that week and I'm my football season will probably end soon so I'm Saturday the 26th of February Saturday the 26th of February so anyone listening please um, we're going to try and make a big sort of well you know make something of it and um, be good fun interestingly end of January is the Ashford away game isn't it that'll be quite an interesting one well it's also my birthday oh is it well Well, maybe they'll let you in for free Chris Mm. I'll try everything mate Leon was with me Andy I was trying to get just to annoy George, I was trying to get my NHS, my usual 
NHS discount I get as an NHS hero. And the where where does does everywhere give NHS discounts? Have I have I missed something here? Uh, yeah, one ground. I think one. That, yeah, one. That's so last year. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't anymore. Well, no, it's when the new wave comes through. We've had Omicron. It's called Discountathon, and it's yeah. going to be just <laughs> Discountathon. Um, yeah, Scroungeathon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was Will's a few weeks back. Oh, some random ground. Which ground were we at, George, where we got discount? Uh, Hayward's Heath. They weren't doing the discount anymore. And then we said, oh, well, you know, we're at John's asked. And I'm like, oh, John, what are you doing? And he goes, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, just well, I think, to I think Leon, spite George, I'm doing it. I think Leon yeah. could play the postman card. Yeah. Yeah, I should try that more often. Yeah. yeah. He'd probably turn up at the wrong ground if he'd been a postman, wouldn't he? So. <laughs> or turn up late. That's the other yeah, one. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Or, even, or even turn up at all. Or, or come twice. But that's a, yeah. that's a, or just that's sit, in the, yeah. sit in the porch and refuse to go in. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, 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 think, I, think, I think maybe on that note, we need to, <laughs> we need to finish this. Um, anyway, we'll look forward to Real Madrid on Saturday yeah. and um, leave it at that. Yeah, hopefully Benzema's playing. Um, yeah. Chaps, absolute pleasure. And, uh, well, Andy, Leon, George, see you at the game. Yeah, nice to be back. Yeah, yeah see you at the game. Yeah, take care, Leon. Maybe. See you, boys. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. That's it for another week, Hastings fans. Four points from six. I'll take that. Hastings boss, Gary Elphick, manager of the month. Louis Rogers, goalie of the month. What's not to love at the moment, eh? Come on, you use. As ever. If you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block, full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game. <laughs>